0: which can help improve performance on standardized tests and grow into successful communicators. The flexible framework of Voyages in English is adaptable to any teaching style and any student's abilities. With practice, the mechanics build in complexity over time. It just all works together. Visit voyagesinenglish.com to learn more, then order a sample. With Voyages in English, there are no crazy workarounds, just solid help for today's language arts teachers.
1: The Link Teacher's Lounge With Jill and Colin.
2: Welcome to the Catholic Teachers Lounge, the only podcast by Catholic school teachers for Catholic school teachers. I'm Jill. I'm here with Colleen. We are grateful to be together again to laugh, explore, and connect. Thank you to Loyola Press for sponsoring us and for you, the teachers, for doing what you do every day. We are rounding out Catholic Schools Week and we have one of my good friends on again. This is Mary Pat Donahue. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you
3: for having me. I'm very excited to be with you um, to talk about something that is always dear to my heart, which is teaching and Catholic Schools Week. Uh,
2: Mary Pat and I met long ago when she helped me with an accreditation for a classical academy here in Grand Rapids. And since then, our paths continue to cross in all these different roles. Um, She is with the USCCB, and I'm hoping you can tell us a little bit more about your role there.
3: Yeah, it's, it's, it was pretty mysterious to me for a long time um, until I came into the role. I am the director of what is called the Secretariat of Catholic Education, which is the office that supports the Committee on Catholic Ed, which is bishop. So it's chaired by Bishop Thomas Daly of Spokane. And then there are seven other bishops that consult with him. So I see my job as like a funnel. I funnel some of the vision and guidance from the bishops down out to superintendents to, um, to folks working in any institutional setting of Catholic education. But I also funnel things back up. So it's important for me to stay connected to schools and to teachers so that I can help bishops understand a little bit better about what's going on in schools.
2: And you didn't always, ha- yeah. You didn't always have a role like this, right? Like, so you oh also God. led a school, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's funny how we go from uh, from all these pathways. Oh, yeah. So, tell us yeah. a little bit more about your pathway to this role.
3: Sure. Well, all I ever really wanted to do was be a teacher. I mean, from the time I was little, I had the entire home play school thing. Um, at the end of school years, teachers would give me leftover teacher manuals to enhance oh, my, my. Yes. I my love that school. extra dittos. Um, mm. extra ditto. I mean, I mean, this was always my heart. And so I began my teaching career in 1990 at St. Jerome's. I taught fifth grade. At various times, I taught sixth, seventh, and eighth as well, but fifth has always kind of been my heart. I love that. I love that age group. And I did that very happily for uh, about uh, 10 years. And then I became the vice principal of the school, um, learned a lot about what was involved in running a school. And then almost as soon as I became principal, literally about two months later, we were informed that the school, was on the verge of closure that the diocese would not allow it to continue to operate um, unless we had a plan forward. So, you know, the, the story behind that we did find a, a different path of sort of a new curriculum pedagogy. This, I'm proud to say that school is thriving, but I, I did leave after seven years as principal. Um, and then I became a consultant, which is where I met you, Joe. And um, that was really exciting because then I was able to go across the country and see, many, many, many different uh, forms of Catholic education, many different types of schools, very large, thriving, suburban schools. I think I have a fond memory of being at a very small Catholic school in Montana where there were, you know, signs on the doors reminding students to keep doors closed so that bears didn't get in. Oh, um, wow. And I, okay, I'm in, I'm in a really different place. Um, and then that led uh, to my current job, which I have to say is funny. I think we've all had this experience. I was not looking to come to work at the USCCB. Um, it was one of these things where, over about three months, four or five different people mentioned the job to me, and I was like, mm. "Okay, okay, Holy Spirit, you're you're saying something," and I kind of, you know, applied, thinking, "Well, we'll see where this goes," but. I've been there now, um, co- my six year there and I enjoy it tremendously because I do get to meet so many different people and work in so many different places.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's great, and and I, you know, I I love. um, I mean, our paths have most recently our paths have crossed through the National Catholic Partnership on Disability, and so um, you really are all over the place and and have your have your hands in a lot of things. And Jill have Jill and I have talked about this in the past too. That nobody usually people do not go looking for the big leadership positions. We do get invited into it. We do get kind of pulled into it, and so it sounds like that's how you ended up where you are. So, yeah, that's pretty accurate. Because I, I still think of myself
3: as teacher, yeah, um, that's my mm-hmm. primary identity. And I, when I get a chance to be in a classroom with kids, I, you know, I just can't resist. Yes, so.
2: Yep. Yep. And that's what makes you good at what you do. And I think that's where every teacher, when they hear that, they hopefully can feel that tug on their heart if that's what they're called to. Because there's no teacher in any lounge saying, you know, someday I'd like to work for the USCCB. Like no one even <laughs> thinks about that. No. So, but they're out there. And that's who's going to lead in these next, every round of a generation is going to yes. need someone who's a teacher who's going to go take these roles because it's their turn. And that's, I think everyone needs to continue to hear that because none of us, we all thought we'd be in. And teaching forever. So, forever. Here we are. Yep. Yes. yeah, yeah, Wherever, whatever <gasps> okay. we're
1: doing right now, we did not envision that. So, we have a okay. game to play. We can't miss the game. See, we're no, losing we're our play the game at the end of the week. Okay. Colleen's <laughs> got a game for you. Don't be
2: scared. It's would okay. you rather? <laughs> All
1: right. Don't think about it too much. Just answer what first comes into your head. You ready? Yep. Okay. Here we go. Lunch duty or recess duty? Oh, recess
3: duty. 100%.
1: <laughs> Pick up or drop off? Drop off. Okay. Preschool or middle school? Oh, middle school.
3: I love preschool, but
1: oh man, definitely out of my wheelhouse. Yep. Basketball game or band concert? Band concert. Okay. Write a paper or do a presentation? Ooh, that's a hard one. I have to say, do a presentation. I'm a natural hand. Okay. (laughs) Come early or stay late? I'll come early. Okay. Science fair or Renaissance fair? Oh, Renaissance Fair. (laughs) Direct traffic or direct the play?
3: Oh, direct the play, 100%. Okay.
1: Field trip or fundraiser? Field trip. Adoration or praise and worship? Adoration. Christmas play or passion play? Ooh. That's a tough one. <laughs> this is stumped to everyone all week. <laughs> there's,
2: there's such joy,
3: you know, there's just mm-hmm. a sense of joy in in the Christmas play. When, when you do the passion play, I mean we did the Living Stations, there, there's a, a deeper sense of meaning and prayerfulness. Right. I'm gonna have to say the passion play. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yep. All right, last question. In the wild, would you rather encounter a praying mantis or a Venus flytrap? <laughs> oh,
3: praying mantis. I think they're good luck. They need all the luck I would get in the wild.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I also, Colleen, I want to take everyone who said Renaissance Fair to a Renaissance Fair this week. Like, can we all do a field trip of the teachers? lounge? Bruce, <laughs> Bruce
1: Hermy needs to lead that field trip because oh, he oh, like I've told us way to more. <laughs> Nah, so he knew funny. a lot of detail. I was, it really threw me
2: off. So it was amazing. All right.
1: Well, thank you for playing. Um, so I'm curious, you didn't, I, I don't think you said in your intro, were you a Catholic school student throughout your life? Oh, yes, I
3: was. I'm the okay. youngest of eight kids. My mom and dad put us all through Catholic school. Um, I went to St. Jerome's the school I later led. Oh. Um, I was youngest to do that. And then I went on to Elizabeth Seton high school, um, here in Bladensburg, Maryland, daughters of charity. And, um, but then in college, I went I went public. I went to the University yep. of Maryland. It was my first non-Catholic yeah. school experience. So it was yeah. jarring.
2: <laughs> okay. Yes. I have a question about that because we've talked about this a little bit, Mary Pat. And like many of us were prepared to be a teacher in a public school, public yep. university. <laughs> yes. And then we landed in a yep. Catholic school. And even if even if our even if we are on fire for what we were doing. Yep. We all felt ill prepared because you yes. can do formation as you go, but you're still responsible for teaching the faith. Like, do you right. remember that feeling? Yes,
3: very, very much so, uh, because so much time had been given to building lessons and units. And I, I remember when I finished my student teacher student teaching assignment, my cooperating teacher said, "Look, copy all my files for the next three days, and you'll have things to start with," which was great. But none of this was this was a public school. So none yeah. of this was ordered to forming kids in such a way that they can actually receive the teachings of the faith. And I have to admit, through an accident of birth, I mean, the period of time in which I came up in the church, I wasn't particularly well formed myself. You know, right. we did a lot of um, guitar singing and banner making, but didn't really understand yep. faith So I had to, I had to kind of learn that, you know, in my twenties and thirties. <laughs>
2: And I think the more we talk about that and the more teachers in the lounges talk, the, like just expose that and just say, you know what? I also don't think I was formed very well, which takes some vulnerability. We need help on how we're going to teach the faith. Or, I, yeah, you know, right. I have plenty of PD for how to teach reading, but I don't know how to teach my religion course. Like that's, that's, that's really right. important for us to be able to admit so we are not repeating mistakes that happened with us. And, and not that I, I don't think I was, I was taught something incorrectly. I just don't, I wasn't taught enough.
3: That, that's kind of how I feel it. It was very sincere on the part of everybody who who did form, um, and it was very much in the stream of the way things were in the church. There was an emphasis on emotional connection, experience, um, but we just didn't have um, enough of the substance, and we didn't understand that when you talk about the faith, it's not just a, a particular. Um, defined body of knowledge, but it's it's the logos, it's Christ as, as the organizing principle of everything so that yeah. math and science and literature all cohere in him. I didn't know that at all until way later in my career. And I wish I had.
1: Agreed. Agreed. So, okay. So switching gears just a little bit, can you tell us then, so you were a Catholic school student, you're a Catholic school teacher and leader, Mm -hmm. your favorite memories, give us two of your favorite memories of Catholic schools week from your life as a child or in your career?
3: Well, I I remember the year it was Catholic schools week, and it was also the year that Pope Benedict was coming to visit the DC area. Mm. So we, um, and we had a, a reason to think that, uh, we were very close to where the helicopter would go. So we actually did um, a little message out on the, out on the playground, oh. uh, you know, for the Holy cool. Father. And um, that was kind of cool. We got aerial shots of it. And um, so that, that one sticks out. I was always, <laughs> I was that teacher who was always planning Catholic schools week. Um, so <laughs> some people loved me and some people hated me uh, mm-hmm. because I tended to want to do all these very, you know, intricate things. Um yeah. I think, you know, I think as a kid, what I, what I recall is, um, walking to a, a nearby nursing home and, you know, and we were, what we were tasked with, I was in the eighth grade and we were to give, um, uh, a party. We were actually planning a party for the residents. It was so much fun. Um, that really sticks out. Wow. As, that's as awesome.
1: Great memory. Great I love that idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. Always had a good time. <laughs>
2: That's awesome. Well, it's amazing how fast these episodes go. And there's Belle. We're all going back to class. And it's the end of Catholic Schools Week. So happy Catholic Schools Week to everyone who is with us all week. Um, And thanks for the energy boost. We love exploring your ideas and affirming your efforts. Keep the suggestions coming in. We're back to a regular week next week with three episodes on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So tune in as we talk about more great ideas from fellow teachers. We'll see you next time.